1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic close in on a permanent Jota deal as they're linked with two new players Rangers lose one of their top young prospects to England and the likes of Hibs and Aberdeen find out their Premier Sports Cup group opponent. I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Simon Donnelly
2: Good evening Andrew, yes, yeah, very quiet in here tonight unusual not to have big marv beside me but uh, looking forward to seeing what we're chatting about
1: That's it, you've got the star in role tonight you, yeah. you need to take a the responsibility myself, this time He, myself and I 0141 if you want to get in touch whatever's on your mind if you want to look back at your team's season last season if you want to look forward to transfers anything else on your mind 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB there's always something happening over summer so I'm sure you've got plenty that you want to talk about there's been a few transfer stories kicking about today a few of the newspapers reporting different stories players could be moving here there and everywhere last night they were talking about Cameron Carter Vickers and possibly a, a permanent move for him looks on the cards for Celtic today Jota, it now looks like this move could be completed this week various reports today saying it could be done by the end of the week A lot of Celtic fans on the phones last night saying they were happy that the Carter Vickers deal looks like it could be getting over the line. You'd think Celtic fans would be delighted that the Jota deal looks as if it's close.
2: Yeah, I think Celtic fans will be really excited with these two guys if they can wrap them up. Uh, Maeda, I think, got signed at the start of the week there. I actually thought he'd already signed, but that gets... uh, Put over the line but these two guys have been fantastic for, for Celtic throughout the season they really have Carter Vickers has grown into that role at the back and <coughs> Jota's numbers goals assists you know an exciting player I think player that Celtic fans really like to watch so yeah the speculation's always been there but it would it'd be nice to, from a Celtic point of view to get these two uh, tied up very quickly
1: yeah that might have Deal just kind of came without any fanfare Because he obviously signed And it was a a loan to buy deal But I think it was just such a foregone conclusion That he was going to sign anyway That there wasn't really any need for a big announcement Yeah as I
2: say but Slightly raised eyebrows I thought that deal had already been done Way back in in January When the other guys came in But great, another good addition I think these guys have all really made An immediate positive impact To Celtic throughout the season And you know there's always a slight worry that you come to the end of the season and they, and they, they don't tie them up They know what they've got with these two, they've been two major players for Celtic So fantastic bit of business if they can get it over the line
1: When you look at Jota, you see a lot of wingers come on loan to, to Scottish football And they've maybe got one side of things but not the other they maybe got the pace but not the end product Or, or maybe not the, the finished article quite yet yeah. If you have a finished article, you're probably not coming on loan to to Scotland at that point. But Celtic fans will be excited with what they've seen. I think it was 13 goals, 14 assists. If numbers. they're able to get him for a deal around six million pounds, do you think that's a a good bit of business?
2: Yeah, definitely, good numbers. And he's young. He's only going to get better. He's now going to be on a a, a platform. Uh, at the t- uh, the top table Champions League football So that's going to be good for his experience But his numbers are great uh, He's an exciting player And as you said there he's, he, he, I think he, he suits the profile of Ange I don't think you can get away with it in the, You certainly can't get away with it in the Celtic team If you're not prepared to do The kind of dirty side of it uh, I, I think that's been evident this season With all the players But my, my kind of concern with wide players Always is the end product And he's definitely got it
1: 01419511025 is the number you need First up is Ross, who's a Celtic fan And Pollock, Ross, first of all If if Celtic can get those deals for Cameron Carter-Vickers and Jota over the line How happy will you be?
3: Yeah, definitely, Andrew will be over the moon So that's that's the plan to hopefully have the two tied up before the start of the season um, My point tonight is just a point in regards to what Rangers did in the Europa League this year Based on their budget and based on the budget Celtic's going to receive, do you think Celtic potentially could make a European, a European campaign out of it instead of just going for six games? For the Champions League can Simon see is really push on and hopefully try and do something in Europe.
2: To be honest, Ross, that is the that is the acid test for Celtic this uh, season coming. You know, it's it's a big jump into the Champions League. Uh, I watched a few of the games the last time they were there And they, they were way off it, you know, against Paris And teams like that uh, So that's going to be the test But the exciting side of that, if you kind of put the positive spin on it Is what Ange brought to the club already On the budget that he's he's had You know, I think there'll be Huge excitement there And confidence with the board to, to see what he can do next I think that's the exciting thing for Celtic fans You know, what, how can he improve this side? And I think there was little flashes of it in Europe last year I mean, they went to Betis I, I know these games ultimately ended up in, in defeats But they could have been 3-0 up Leverkusen late on I know it's sometimes ifs, buts and maybes But I've, I've seen enough there going forward That Celtic could hurt teams in Europe uh, The defence was work in progress at the time But as progressively get uh, better as the seasons went on uh, I think they've got the best defence in, the, in the, the Scottish League and these things take time You know, players, the, the two centre-backs It takes time to get them together uh, I think Joe Hart's had a big positive influence In the back four as well But yeah, it's a, it's a huge task uh, It'd be nice to go Because Rangers have done fantastically well this year And you know I think the Celtic fans have had their legs pulled as well About how well Rangers have did over the last two or three seasons Where Celtic haven't So it would be great uh, If they could reduce the gap And go and compete as you say, Ross
1: Ross, when you look at the the squad Celtic have at the moment and the Champions League money on the way, how much business do you expect should be done this summer to to get Celtic competing in those group stages?
3: Um, well, for me, I, I look at the striking options and I do like Geo Marcus, and I think Kyogo's just he speaks he speaks for himself. But I would like to see maybe another striker and um, just taking a time push push they to turn to a to level. Um, potentially, maybe another centre back. Um, and I would probably look at a replacement for Tom Rogich. Um I do like Atati and stuff. I, I think the guys that have came in have done have done brilliant, but I do think there is maybe one or two positions where we do really need to strengthen because I think the Champions League is just a different level, and I think to go in there you need to have a bit of quality.
1: Ross mentions centre back, which is an interesting one because. Cameron Carter-Vickers, that one looks like it's getting close. There's Carl Starfelt, who he's built up that partnership with. There's, there's Stephen Welsh, but you've got near beaton leaving the club. Celtic are probably going to need another body, maybe two bodies in there. A couple of names have been linked with today. Both Manchester City players, Ko Itakura, mm. who is Japanese. We know that that's a market that Ange Postacoglu likes. And Taylor Harwood-Bellis, who was on loan at, at Stoke. So it certainly looks as if that is an area that Ange Postacoglu is, is looking at ahead of this season.
2: I think you will be looking everywhere I, I, I think with, with clubs like Celtic They have to have Almost two players in every position I think the full-back areas will be addressed as well I think Ralston and Juranovic On the right-hand side uh, You know, Ralston did well When Juranovic wasn't there at certain points of the season uh, Taylor on the other side I think they'll look for another left-back The centre-backs have got Chris Julian There that seems to be out of favour it Looks as if he might move on So you would probably want cover there as well I think I think this guy will be wanting to look all over the the side. How can I improve every position? Uh and again the positive thing for Celtic fans is he already he already kinda seems to know what he's already getting targets, you know, six months before. Uh I think I went on saying I think Maeda and Hitati, I think they would already have been I think Maeda we was trying to get in at the start as well with Kyogo, but the confidence that or the effect that Kyogo had in the team, you know. I think if there was any doubts, these guys could do it in this level. You know that was just enhanced with his performance early season, and he already had those other players in mind. It'll be interesting if he delves back into that market, or he, he knows of other areas. But I'd, I'd think there'll still be another three, four, five players coming at Celtic over the summer.
1: We saw that in January that Coglu was looking for more depth, wanted to bring in more players that fit his system. Is another. Side of this transfer window That there's a lot of players That he's going to have to shift out as well Guys that haven't yeah. really had any game mm. time this season Albion Yeti, There's Barkas Ismila Soro Christopher yeah. Julian His future looks up in the air Because he hasn't really been in favour at all Since he came back from injury
2: Yeah I think there'll be A, a wee bit of a revolving door there as well I think uh, for, for spaces to be created You have to uh, Have people going the other way as well These guys have come in And for whatever reason not many of them have really made an impact at Celtic. Chris Julian a wee bit unfortunate with the injury that's ongoing, and then he finds when he comes back to fitness, the two centre backs, you know, building a really good partnership with each other. So I don't know what his future lies or where it where it lies, but I, I think as as Ross touched on, there getting into the Champions League. It's a huge step up, and I think that will need to be reflected on the players that he brings in, but. I still think the recruitment they did last year And the youthful side of it They guys are going to get better You look at the Rangers team of Gerrard Over the last three seasons That result in them getting to the final the other night Was all the work that they did and the experience That they were gaining through the two or three campaigns before There was quite a lot of the boys Went in that full journey So the Celtic boys last year Have got a little taste of the European side of it Now they have to go and improve And build, and build on that as well themselves
1: Ross, with that group stage football confirmed, as a Celtic fan, just how exciting is that to be back in Europe's top competition, having some of the top teams in in Europe coming to Celtic Park?
3: Uh, honestly, I generally can't wait. Um, the end of that season just past there was was tremendous, but I think the buzz around Celtic Park is is definitely back. The fact that we're going to have these big European nights back uh in, in Glasgow's East End is is generally uh, music to to have the Celtic fans' ears and we generally can't wait for these big nights to come around.
1: That's it, we've seen Scottish teams, Celtic and Rangers, have these big Europa League nights over the past few seasons, but the Champions League it's it's just different.
2: It's the top tier, that's where you want to be. That's where Celtic and Rangers both want to be. Uh, and it could work out that both may well be there. You know, Rangers are unfortunate the other night not to win and get straight in. They've got two, I believe, qualifiers. Yep. But again with the, I think their team's going to change quite dramatically as well over the summer. So it'll be interesting to see what Geo's got lined up, but I think they should be strong enough to get in as well. Which is great for Scottish football if you've got two teams in that, that top competition. But there's absolutely no doubt you only have to look at the teams that are in it. Uh there is a golf and now the task for teams like Celtic Light like Rangers Is to try and get closer And make a good fist of it You know, go into these competitions Try and get into the knockout stage Uh, As I say, just get closer Uh, uh, That's that's the exciting thing for me How does Ange go and improve the team For for this season coming?
1: Well thank you to Ross 01419511025 is the number you need There was a a tweet I saw earlier on today That just caught my attention And this is what happens in transfer (coughs) windows that, That fans just managed to latch on to absolutely everything I remember when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was rumoured to be the next Rangers manager and people were on Flight tracker trying to find his his flight Going from the Netherlands over to Scotland There was one today that a Celtic fan Had posted up It was tiles that were being delivered somewhere <laughs> In Glasgow And the, the delivery address on it Had the actual address scored out But it said that the tiles were being delivered to a Mr C Carter Vickers Now I can't imagine there's many in Scotland But know. I think there's a few Celtic fans that are getting a bit excited That that possibly means that he's here to stay
2: Well I ho- listen I hope so from a Celtic point of view, I think he's had a great season He's only going to get better He's got himself into the international squad again He's a strong centre-back Assured at the, at the back there Brings a real calmness And yeah, he's, he's been rock solid for Celtic So it's an obvious choice moving forward To get him signed up And then I think Starfield's continuously improved that Partnerships improved throughout the season Yeah, there might be somebody there just to, to to make that position stronger as as a backup.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five 1025 is the number Davey from Paisley has dialed. Davey, what's on your mind tonight?
4: Hi guys. Hi Simon. Hi Davy. How you doing? Um it's just uh, first of all, I'd like to congratulate Big Angela the job he's done um last season. For me, it was it was near impossible. I thought to to get the league back off the Rangers. However, great performance, great team performance, and um, great for the manager. Um, Going forward for next season, um, I'm trying to think of players out with Big Andrews. I'd actually looking at um, the the strength and depth, the strength that Rangers have in the midfield. um, Celtic seem a bit bit lightweight. However, I still think we'll get better players. One one name that always springs to mind um, in the last couple of seasons is the boy Lewis Ferguson at um, Aberdeen. Simon, do you think it'd be worth taking a punt? Because I think he's a good box-to-box midfielder and he scores goals. And I think he's got a good engine as well.
2: Yeah, I do, I, I do actually. I do. He's one of... Uh, I think he's one of the better players in our own league that you know the likes of a Celtic or a Rangers would look look at. I think he's 21-22. He's, he's got himself into the Scotland set-up. He's scored a lot of goals this season. Uh, his best years are ahead of him. I, th- I think that would be a, a decent move. On the back of... Uh, Rogic and Beaton leaving Obviously I'm not comparing them To to, to, to the likes of Rogic or anything like that But there there is going to be Although although I think it's a strong part of Celtic's team There's still going to be room for improvement there And I don't think he'd he'd be the worst move to go for I think he's got a, a real good future ahead of him And at 22 the right age probably
1: Davey, you look at David Turnbull, who's come in from another Scottish club, Greg Taylor as well, who played a lot of football for Celtic last season. Does that give you confidence that if Celtic were to sign someone like Lewis Ferguson, that he'd be able to come in and hit the ground
4: running? I think so, yeah. I think I think he's a decent, decent player. Um, I think he's a bit stronger. The boy, the boy Turnbull's good on the ball as well, but I think Lewis Ferguson gives you a wee bit more steel in the middle of the park, especially the likes of Rangers. They've got Ryan Jack and uh, Lundström. Um but i I I'm glad we'll leave my, my my next next point with uh, if, it's, if it's okay. Um for the season that the Scottish boys have had, I'm looking forward to uh, next Wednesday, uh, in the playoff. I think everybody went a high, the Rangers boys are a high, the Celtic boys have a high, Ryan Christie have been a high, um the, the various others have a have a really good season Scottish football as well, I think we'll, we'll do really well next Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's a game we're all really looking forward to. We'll ramp up the the build-up for that in the next few days as well. But, you know, Davy says it, the, the Scottish-based players, the Celtic ones, they'll be on a high. You've got Ryan Jack, who's just coming off the back of a, a Scottish Cup final... When players down south performing well To just the feeling around the Scotland national team at the moment Is something we haven't really experienced over the past 20 years
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good point that Davy makes there actually That a lot of the players have had really good seasons domestically uh, Andy Robertson's got a Champions League final on Saturday night I, th- I think we've got a great chance, I really do I think our squad is as strong as it has ever been uh, As far as I can remember, a lot of quality through it the, the, the one miss we've got is Tierney But fortunately for us I think that side or that area You know we've obviously got Andy Robertson uh, Hickey But I, I've got real optimism for us to go and Get the, the two wins that will take us to the World Cup I think these guys I think when they look back at the Euros And all the excitement that came with it I think they themselves will say they underachieved At the actual finals I think they've got unfinished business They're, They've all got There's a good average age through that Eh uh, squad and I think they'll be desperate to get to the World Cup it's a massive game next Wednesday hopefully we get the right result and get through to play Wales but we've certainly got the quality there and as Davey makes a real good point there they should all be getting to it with their confidence high
1: I mean the Euros captured the imagination of of everyone in Scotland really Davey, been able to to replicate that but probably a a step higher at the World Cup, that would be quite something wouldn't it?
4: Yeah I'd love to see it I'd love to see it I remember France um, Way back um, And even When uh, we played Germany And Uruguay I remember as far back as that would be Absolutely fantastic For the whole nation I think Everybody in the last couple of years Has gone right behind Steve Clark uh, I think it's absolutely f- fantastic for the, for the whole country
1: Well thank you to Davy 1419511025 Give us a call And you could be up next You are the voice of scottish football call 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 01419511025 If you want to get in touch There's lots to talk about Transfers, all sorts So make sure to give us a call Just having a look Obviously the domestic football is finished in Scotland But there is a big game on tonight The Europa Conference League just, final
2: Andrew I just wrote, wrote that down Because the, the football Has been coming thick and fast But obviously we're running out Before the Scotland game next week But that's a big one tonight, yeah, Roma Feyenoord. Do
1: you know the the former Scottish Premiership player that could be starting in that game? Ooh, That's a good question. Ofer Marciano, former Hibs goalkeeper now at oh, Feyenoord.
2: Man, could be it's starting it's in fine, goal
1: in a European final tonight, oh. that's quite something. Yeah. That's quite something. As I say, 01419511025. Let's have a look at Rangers and their transfer business, shall we? Because there's been more talk about outs than ins and in at Rangers at the moment in the early stages of this transfer window but it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's first proper summer transfer window to to get the job done at Rangers it'll be interesting to see how he negotiates it because there's talk of players leaving whether it's potentially Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis Conor Goldson, guys that are entering the final year of their contract as well, yeah. he's got a lot to juggle doesn't he?
2: Yeah I think it might be the end of a, an era kind of you know that team that we, we spoke about earlier that culminated in them getting to the, the Europa League final I think there will be A few going out the door I think Gio's now Six months in the job He'll have an idea Of what he wants to bring in I think from Rangers fans perspective That should excite them uh, Because I think When he came in In November You're still Finding your feet You know It was quite a quick transition After Gerrard left And he would have had to Try and get to know His players Uh, build up relationships with them, and all of a sudden, he had a transfer window. Uh, The total opposite to Ange, who, been there six months, had identified three or four, I think which was a a big advantage for Celtic, you know, at the turn of the year, I think that freshness came in, but Gio's now got this summer window, which is usually the best window out of the two. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, I I was just talking to somebody the other day, five or six And the Celtic team now Are like Get hero status With the fans You would never have heard Of any of them This time last year So Are Rangers going to Go and try and do the same This year
1: Someone that's already Kind of got hero status At Rangers over the last Couple of months Calvin Bassey Talks down south Today I think it was the Times Reporting that Aston Villa Ramping up their interest In him Obviously You know Big performances In the Europa League Final in the Scottish Cup final as well Rangers fans will be desperate for the club to hold on to him But if they can't, for Rangers to get as much money as possible for him
2: Yeah, I think that would be the objective I think for Rangers' point I think they would they would like to keep him for another year He's, he's only 21-22 He's had a great, especially the second half of the season He's just got stronger and stronger His performances have got better And, you know, despite the size of Celtic and Rangers When... You're playing in the Scottish Premiership and you and you do perform well. There's always going to be interest from you know teams with more money, uh, and it's no surprise at Stevie Gerrard at Villa. If that's the case, that would be an obvious one. But I think maybe for the for the kid's development as well. I think settled in a Rangers team, maybe another full season before they decide where he goes next.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stephen is a Rangers fan in Coatbridge. Stephen, what's on your mind?
0: Evening, guys. Hope you're well. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Steven. Um, just a, it's two points I've got tonight. The first one um, is kinda about Conor Goldson. I heard some armchair bandit last night um, going on about Conor Goldson. It cost is a Europa Cup final. Can he do this? It cost us a goal down. This guy's been a stalwart in our defence, a rock solid defender for the past two seasons. Don't get me wrong, he, he had a slow start. His first seat. Two seasons were up and down He was just going all over the place Finding his seat, But I think he's been an absolute rock For the past two seasons And listening to the kind of reports of Notts Forest wanting him I just want to know guys If you think Conor Goldson is hanging off Till the weekend To find out if they get promoted or not Before he makes any kind of rash decisions and what he wants to do
2: Yeah, listen I've not heard the speculation uh, I agree with you Stephen I think Goldson's been one of your most consistent performers Over the, the last few seasons uh, But he's maybe came to a crossroads now For whatever reason it's At this uh, stage of his career If, if Forrest are one Yeah, you, you probably would be waiting To see where they're going to be Playing their football next year You know, because I think If if he's moving from Rangers I think he would want to go To the, the English Premiership I think that's an obvious one uh, So maybe he is uh, But as I say I've not heard any Speculation, uh, whatsoever. But you know, if that's on the cards, as a player, you certainly be waiting to see what league they're playing in.
1: Stephen, do you hold out much hope that Rangers will be able to persuade him to stay? I think
0: I'm not holding out much hope. I would love the guy to stay. I was a big critic of him when he came to Rangers. I was really on his back, but I just think over the past two seasons, he's he's been absolutely outstanding. If he's cost his one or two goals, look what he's done for the other two seasons. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying it. I, I, every player's not perfect. We, we know that, but the guy's been absolutely rock solid. He's been defensive minds. He reads a game very, very well. Now he's he can play the ball out. He's some of his passing range is like world class passing across the right across field. So, you know, I love the guy to stay. So. Uh, time will tell um, That's all we, we can hope he stays But it's just um, My second point was Is about the, the Sorry Stephen I'll
1: let you come back in We'll just take that point On Goldson there If he does leave There'll be big boots To fill Simon John Souter we know is, is joining Rangers Can he be the The player to fill those boots?
2: Listen I think they'll look For maybe Another centre back as well But I, I know John Really well From my time at Dundee United I thought he was Outstanding at the weekend For Hearts And I think He's got the temperament to go and handle the Rangers jersey, I really do. I think uh, he's improved over the years, his defensive side of it, because he was always great with the ball coming out and uh, very comfortable with it. And a lot of the time in the domestic uh, league, Rangers will have the ball, but his defensive side of it as well has get better over the years. And I thought he was brilliant at the weekend. And I think, you know, I've said it before I think he'll be a big player for Rangers I think he's ready, he's at the right stage of his career He's in that Scotland setup. I think the only question mark is his fitness Because he's been really unfortunate with a couple of injuries But if he gets himself back and playing regular I think he'll be a, a top player for Rangers
1: Because that's maybe the difference there Conor Goldson just had that consistency of availability Pretty much every single game yeah. Rangers played Conor Goldson was on the team sheet alongside James Tavernier if I they're going to want the same think, from I Johnson
2: no, I think that's the only thing that's missing from John's CV If you like just now because, And again it's not through any fault of People get injured You know I think he had two Achilles injuries I think it was the same injury after One after the other Which is really unfortunate But he's fought back He's got his sell back in the Scotland set up As I say he was outstanding for Hearts at the weekend And for me Temperament He's got the right mentality to go to Rangers And it won't faze him
1: Stephen, what was your other point you had?
0: The other point was just about the young chap. Um, his name's right out of my head. He's wanting to leave Rangers and to the next step of his career, the young 16-year-old. Rory Wilson, um, that is. Rory, that's the one, Wilson. Um, he's wanting to kind of step on in his career. If he has to have a good look, the only step on in his career is going to Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, those kind of teams in the Premiership. And I, to be honest with you, I kinda see those guys sending a 16-year-old for Rangers. No, no... Not uh, saying the guy's terrible Or he's not their kind of player But I just can't see him Going to that kind of team I don't I think Rangers Without giving him a contract Rangers were really wanting me to stay There's no much a step on for Rangers Look at what Rangers done In the past two seasons Really, Realistically Are you going to get any better In the Premiership Than Rangers? I, I, personally I don't think so I just wanted to know what you thought about that.
1: Yeah, well, there's heavy speculation that he could be moving to Aston Villa as mm. well. And you don't know whether that's potentially the Steven Gerrard link, knowing mm. you know the, the youth coaches at Rangers, but highly rated at Rangers. I think scored 49 goals at youth level last mm. season as the, the starting striker for Scotland's under-17s as a 16-year-old. A, a big prospect for Rangers, but this is what happens in Scottish football sometimes, isn't it? That if a club from down south comes in and, and they can offer more money, yeah. it's, it's really hard for someone that age to, to turn down
2: <clears throat> It is, you know, and, and he's just a, just a kid, 16 year old it's, it's no age at all, starting out, uh, I haven't seen a lot of him I believe he's a big prospect I, I like the other lad Lowry that's came into the Rangers set up this season as well but yeah, as I say, you're, you're competing with the finance of the English Premiership more often than not and you know Rangers and Celtic now are getting a bit more finance with the qualification for the Champions League with the success in the Europa League, but it's it's, it's minute compared to the, the the spending power that the, the English Premiers have. I think it's just one of the ones with that kid. You're just hoping that he, he goes. If 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 he moves for Rangers, he's going to the right club. He's getting looked after the right way uh, because he's, he's at the start of his career. It's crucial.
1: Well thank you to Stephen Next up is Tony A Rangers fan in Motherwell Tony what are you thinking tonight?
2: How are you doing guys All right. Hi
1: Tony Tony. all good? Yeah I've
5: just got a couple of points tonight Is that okay? Yeah go for it So the first one is just kind of On the the transfer business The Rangers I'm seeing Obviously the Aston Villa Closing in a deal for Bassey and stuff So I think we're going to lose A few of your first team players So do you think Rangers need to spend big To retain the league?
2: I think, yeah, I think they'll, they'll need to. If they lose players of the quality of Bassi, uh, the experience of Goldson at the back, if they, if they lose a few, they're obviously going to have to replace them. I think Gio will have his own targets. He'll have his his own way he wants to shape Rangers up moving forward. I think for guys like yourself, Tony, I think that should be exciting because you know it is coming to the end of an era. McGregor uh, looks as if he's he's finishing up. These players have taken Rangers to a Europa League final over three, four seasons. They won the league last year, so it's probably at a a wee stage where Rangers do need to freshen up. But again, it's the start of Gio's tenure, and he's got a bit of money there to go and do it.
1: Some people look that look at that as a downside potentially that he'll he'll have a lot of work to do. But (laughs) well, some managers like that. Where I mean, it's not enough.
2: Look across the city, you know. Look across the city. Ange came in. And has transformed it As I said earlier on Celtic have now got 6 or 7 heroes in their team That they didn't know last year Hadn't heard of Your Kyogos uh, Your Jotas Carter Vickers The experience of Joe Hart Everybody knew about Joe But a lot of the boys that came at Abada These guys came in And now they're they're the new fans favourites So I think that's what Rangers fans have got to look forward to and it, it always comes to an end always, You know, teams always find their kind of shelf life I think a few of these players have done remarkably well But yeah, I think it's fresh And I think it's came at the right time for Gio. He can go in and really stamp his own uh, philosophy on the team
1: What else is on your mind tonight, Tony? Uh, it was just about, I've seen the the England team It was just to
5: see what your thoughts was on um, James Tavernier I mean, I think the guy deserves a call-up I mean, when you look at some of the players that's called up Your Adam Wan-Bissakas Conor Cody Mark Gwee um, Tyron Mings I mean it's, these are all Mid-table Premier League players I know obviously money talks and big names And stuff but When the guy got us To a Europa League final I mean his stats His goals And his assists Let's see what you guys Can I think of that
1: Yeah well I, I think A couple of the players Tony mentioned Aren't right-backs Traditionally but You could almost name A starting 11 Out of the right-backs That Gareth Southgate Has picked for this Latest squad It seems to be an area That the England national team is just so rich in talent there's so many young players coming through as well that James <coughs> yeah. Tavernier would be competing against for a place in the yeah, squad you've,
2: you've got Kyle Walker there as well uh, who tends to be the number one right back there but yeah it's, listen we've had that over the years I think at Celtic and Rangers where certain players have did well and for whatever reason I, I think sometimes if I'm being honest I think the English league kind of look down their noses at the Scottish league I know Tony will say that uh, Tavernier's had a great season in Europe. And, you know, I would I would fight that cause as well. But I think sometimes... I mean, the one that's jumping out at me just now was Alan Thompson with Celtic years ago. You know, a fantastic, but was never really quoted at the time. I think sometimes...
1: Did he get one cap? Is that right? I, I think remember. he possibly got one cap. I can't
2: remember, but I just remember... That you, I think through the seasons, there is at different times people... Because of the way they're performing, and obviously, I don't, for whatever reason, we get overlooked. I think it is just a case of what league they're playing in.
1: And you look at the options we were talking about. There's Trent Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool. There's Reece James at Chelsea. Kyle Walker, as you say, at Manchester City. These are guys who start for, you know, some of the yeah, uh, the top three clubs top in three England. Top four
2: clubs, and they're playing in the Champions League all the time. So it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I, I know what Tony's saying because you look at Tavares. Stats, it's, it's ridiculous. Do you
1: want to come back in, Tony?
5: Yeah, no, just to obviously echo what you guys are saying. So, do you think it would need if we need to be him moving like an English club? I, mean, I know he's not going to get in front of Trent or Kyle Walker or stuff, but maybe even the friendlies just to get the experience. As Simon says, there they kind of look down on this league, but when you look at Celtic in the previous years in the Champions League, you look at what Rangers have done, Europa League, Europa Cup. I mean, do you, do you think it'll ever get yeah, a chance to actually get or the respect with deserve?
2: I think we need to do it on a consistent basis. I think that's the challenge for Celtic Rangers now. I think they need to go. They've got a wee bit of finance this season. You know they've done really well. The coefficient's strong, but I think they need to go and do it consistently over a period. You know, and and that maybe gets other leagues sitting up and taking notice. To be honest, but it's it's difficult. It's difficult for our clubs to to work on that budget. You know, you talk about your Paris and your Mans and. Bayern Munich and teams that have been at Celtic Park uh, in recent times. But the other side of that, if you want to put the positive flip on it, is you guys beating the likes of Leipzig, Dortmund, uh, the money that's been invested in the Leipzig time. Uh, West Ham couldn't get to the final. So, you know, you have to look at the positives, but it's, it's very difficult.
1: Well, thank you to Tony. Let me tell you something now about very important.
3: Cash for Kids Day.
1: Well, Cash for Kids Day is this Friday. It's our biggest opportunity to join together to help families living around who have been who have hit crisis point. For them, the cost of living crisis is their daily reality. Prices are rising, household incomes are falling, all leading to impossible daily choices on what to pay for to keep children fed and healthy. In this clip, Claire from Weston Bartonshire Foodshare explains just how difficult it is for some families in our area right now.
2: What we've been seeing is families increasingly being worried, stressed, anxious about their financial situation. We're speaking with families who are, you know, just not managing at all. Previously, we all kind of spoke about people having to choose between heating and eating. It's kind of went beyond that now because we have families telling us that they don't have money to top up gas and electric meters, but they also don't have money to buy food, so there's no even that choice there.
1: What families are going through is heartbreaking, but this Cash for Kids Day, we can all do our bit to help. The easiest way is just by making a donation. Whatever you can afford would be amazing, and we guarantee that 100% of your donation will go where it's needed the most. Every 35 pounds we raise will help make those tough daily choices a little bit easier for one child's family. So please donate if you can by going to ClydeOne.com. One four one nine
0: five one one zero two five is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Simon Donnelly here with me Andrew McLean on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB A few newsy bits today To get through First of all the, I was going to say it crept up on As the Premier Sports Cup draw But I have no idea Why Incredible. it took place On the 25th of May A couple of days After the domestic season finished But it's happened today anyway
2: Yeah It's mad
1: Yeah I mean it, It'll be interesting certainly For some some of the newer managers as well Just finding out What their first competitive fixtures are Lee Johnson at Hibs James McPake Now at Dunfermline, Dunfermline. They'll be that, yeah. Keeping a, a keen eye on, on who they've been drawn against
2: Yeah but Again Their games are going to come around very quickly as well So, you know, they'll have their pre-season sorted out Uh, But yeah, it's just hard to get your head around The fact that the draw is, as you say, a couple of days after we've just finished
1: Yeah, I suppose it kind of helps pre-season planning as well Because I think a lot of managers kind of use it as a a sort of pre-season
2: They do, but see teams like Aberdeen and Hibs They'll not be allowed, you know, they'll be expected to win I know what you're saying Especially uh, after the seasons they've had as well Yes, definitely The pressure will be on so the fans won't be treating their games like pre-season, but I know what you're saying.
1: A couple of signings to go through as well. So Johnson losing Sean Rooney. It's, it's quite that? incredible that he's only been there for two seasons because he's got himself legend status, scoring in two <laughs> separate cup finals, scored again on Monday night. But yeah. Scott Brown at, at Fleetwood Town, now the manager there, has decided that Sean Rooney's the man for him, his first signing.
2: Yeah, good move. Uh, we had Sean when I was down at York with, with Jackie, uh, so he's had a wee bit of moving about But he, he's had a fantastic spell at St Johnson Really has I mean, pops up with the goals in the two cups And then he follows Callum Hendry but If you can think the keeper, so can I the other night uh, So it's a good move for him And I wish him well
1: Yeah, I have a feeling he won't be Scott Brown's last Scottish base signing as well I'm sure he'll be dipping into no, this it's market a, It's a
2: market he knows, isn't it? It's a market he knows really well uh, But he'll have a good network there as well So it'll be interesting to see Difficult job Difficult job down there, but you know, uh, it's his first one It's a good opportunity for him And yeah, Sean's one of his first signings
1: Yeah, St Mirren signing Trevor Carson from Dundee United today as well I mean, Stephen Robinson must just love this guy Because he had him at Motherwell He took him to Morecambe when he was there at the start of last season He's worked with him in the Northern Ireland set-up So he's a guy that he knows extremely well They're losing Jack Annick as well, who's gone to Cardiff City So he'll, he'll think that Trevor Carson's a, a very reliable player between the sticks for them
2: Yeah, somebody he'll know well and I think that's always a good thing for managers, you know, good types in the dressing room. Uh, he's worked with them before, knows what to expect. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an obvious one there as well.
1: 01419511025 on the phone. Sam is a Celtic fan in Clackmanshire. Sam, a first-time caller, what's made you phone in?
4: Hi there,
6: guys. are all right? Hi Sam. Hi, Sam. All good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, all good. Um, Another reason I phoned in was just because um, I heard you talking about just like the transfer market in terms of Caravickers Vickers and Jota getting across the line to join Celtic. Um, But one thing I was actually thinking is what's your opinions on potentially during the friendlies getting Furuhashi and Yakimakis working together up front?
1: It's an interesting point, Simon, because Ange Postacoglu has a a clear system that he plays and I think if you're going to play with the two of them it it would need to be Kyogo that's pushed out wide. I don't think he's he's been seen as, as effective as he is through the middle when he's played out there and if they're going to play with, with two strikers Ange Postacoglu said himself he loves wingers so much yeah. it's basically his favourite position on the pitch so it, it would be hard for him to, to kind of juggle that about to to get both of them in, would it?
2: Yeah, but I can I can see where Sam's coming from obviously Kyogo's started the season really well got himself injured and then Jackie Macis came into a rich Viera form round about the turn of the year it would be great to think that he could put the two of them in there and the goals would happen. Uh, but obviously it doesn't happen as easy as that. Uh, I think Miki Yogo would be willing enough to play anywhere for Celtic. I think that's just the way he is uh, with Ange. But I look at his his movement and playing off the, the back line and getting in. The, the, the goal, I think it was Ralston chipped into him. You know, he instigates it with the run against Motherwell in the last day of the season. I think it's a good one for, for Ange to have you know, the two guys there, and I think they might look for another one as well uh, because they've got a long campaign ahead of them next year, but I just don't see him changing, he would need to change his shape uh, to try and get the two in I feel, and we've seen this season he doesn't do that, you know, he plays as you say, with the two wingers and the one prominent guy through the middle, so yeah, I can see where Sam's coming from, the excite you know, the, the goals and I don't know if it would just happen as, as as easy as that.
1: I suppose the good thing, Sam, is that the options are there. Ange Postacoglu has two guys that have, have proven they can score goals whenever they're on the pitch.
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the reason why I say that is just because I mean, you've got the you've got Maeda who a lot of the time plays in the wing, and then you've got Feryashi who's obviously an elite striker. But I think the two of them together would be would be quite a good change because I think you've got. Hashi who's really good at getting on at the end of the runs From long balls He's got a lot of pace behind him And then you've got Yakamaka, Who'd be like Kind of the strength at the top That Celtic's been looking for for a long time
2: eh? He's eh? He's got the physicality that Kyogo doesn't have Definitely uh, And I've really kind of warmed to him over the season Because it, I've said he's like an old number nine He just seems to be No airs or graces outside the box You know you don't really look for much link-up play with him But Nine times out of ten, he's in the right place in the box. You know some scrappy goals, but they're still goals, if you know what I mean. Uh, and I'm, I'm from, I'm old school. I like the two strikers up front, but I just don't see, I just don't see Ange changing his his shape.
1: Will that be a tough decision for Ange Postacoglu? Who is his main number nine, or is the fact that Celtic play so many games in I a season It's just a, a luxury it, to I be th- able to chop and change?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good one for him to to chop and change. Uh, and it it fell into. At the right time, I think it was boxing. Day with Kyogo up at McDermott Park, and and Macus had got off to a difficult start. You know, he was—I don't think his fitness was up to speed. I remember the penalty miss against—I think it was Livingston, which you know would have maybe played on his mind a bit. My goodness, he, he turned it right round for the turn of the year. You know, fourteen, fifteen goals. I think uh, two hat tricks in there. So. It's a good one for Ange to have and that's his job as a manager to to keep these guys all happy.
1: Sam, is there any business in particular that you're hoping to see Celtic do this window?
6: Uh, well, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I can see obviously Jota and Carter Vickers are basically getting pulled over the line to join Celtic and I'm very happy about that. Um, if it was the case of having to pick between the two, I would, I would probably pick Carter Vickers if I'm being honest because Celtic's kind of had that they've not really had a solid defence in years and now that we've kind of got that I'd like to keep that Um, ideally um, any more any more transfers I'd probably say would maybe best looking for another maybe another striker Uh, again just to just to kind of change the team around a bit but um, again this season's going to be massive for Celtic I'd say because a lot of the Japanese players had pretty much played two seasons on the trot pretty much coming to Japan and coming over to Scotland and now it's kind of on a clean slate For Celtic altogether So everyone's coming onto this season Clean slate And it'll be interesting To see where they go on
1: Yeah Sam's talking about If he if could pick one of Jota or Carter Vickers But it, it looks as if Celtic won't have to pick One of them
2: Yeah I think they're going To get both And you know From a, a Celtic perspective I, th- I would be delighted With that I think the two of them Have been big players for Celtic this season
1: well thank you to Sam make sure to call in again sometime soon and thank you to everyone for listening for your calls and for all your tweets we are not going anywhere during the summer I'll be back tomorrow night with Mark Wilson and stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher is up next